qualify to be in a house. Hallelujah. So now, blessings actually is what activates what God intended you to be. Are you following me this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. So let's read our first scripture from Genesis chapter 1, the verse 28. And that would be when God created, uh, uh, created the first humans. Amen? Amen. So let's take, a note, uh, let's take a very good like this scripture. It said, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth Subdue it. Rule over the fish. So, before we go any further, first of all, what will activate or empower them to do these things or to be successful, like we were taught yesterday for maximum impact, is one, the blessing of God. Amen. So, for these things that God endowed into them, for these expectations of God to come through, first thing he did was bless them. Hallelujah. So I realized in our, our Christian lingo or how we talk believers, there is always some mis, uh, miscommunication or there's a disconnect as to how we communicate. Amen? Because many a times when somebody's undertaking a project or undertaking a major endeavor, the question is, did you pray about it? Hallelujah. Amen. But when I was reading on this subject, I realized the question should have been, did you seek the blessings of God? Are you with me this morning? Amen. So we at times say, oh yeah, you wanted to do, did you pray about it? So now, what makes a businessman successful, a, 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 a believer who is a businessman successful, wouldn't be the advice of the experts. It wouldn't be the advice of the consultants. Hallelujah. Because I guarantee you, it's most likely there are people that undertook that business and failed. But what makes the difference is the blessings of God. Are you with me this morning? So it, the success does not lie in expertise. Success does not lie in what you know or whom you know, but success lies in the blessings of God. Hallelujah. So, when, so God wanted them to be fruitful and also increase, which are all part of being successful. Amen? But before these things could come to reality, God activated them with his blessings. Are you with me this morning? So, I'm like, hmm. Years ago when I was a teenager, those of us who came from the other part of the world, the equator, will know what I'm talking about. Back in those, there was a company in Ghana called UTC. And I was a teenager when I did a summer job over there. And the boss I worked for has a car. And the back of the car, there is an inscription, blessings counts. But until today, or until when I started writing this scripture, uh, this sermon, I never understood what that meant. Amen? Blessings does count. God's blessings does count. Amen? 
And that's the reason why I think we believers have sometimes misplaced how we speak. So instead of saying, did you pray about that project? Maybe it should have been, did you seek the blessings of God for that project? Hallelujah. Because when God created man and woman, before he sent them out to be fruitful, to expand, to be successful, order, he blessed them to be able to do that. Amen? Now, let's look at another scripture. Proverbs chapter 2, the verse 22. Proverbs 2, the verse 22. He said, A blessing of God brings wealth without painful toil. Hallelujah. The blessing of God is what brings wealth without painfully toiling. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you can be a janitor at work. Or you can be just the front desk clerk. And with the blessing of God, you can, you can fulfill your destiny by being successful, by expanding and doing everything God endowed you to do with the blessing of God without any major degrees or expertise. Hallelujah. That is how important the blessings of God is to our everyday life. Hallelujah. So, my prayer this morning is when we leave here, beginning today, our prayer, the way we pray, the way we seek things from God, the way we see things will begin to change according to Scripture. Amen? So it is the blessing of God that makes the difference. To be successful for maximum impact, as we heard last week, and also to meet the Scripture description of God's own desire for our lives, we have to seek His blessings every step of the way in specific ways. Hallelujah. However, for that to materialize, we need to constantly rely on the providence of God. Amen? And as we proceed, you see why it is that way. Keeping God's promise in mind in order not to stray from the particular blessings and purposes he called us into. Amen? Because at times, the blessings God placed on our lives does not materialize when we think it should or the way we expect it to. But the most important thing is keep trusting God and keep the focus on his blessings. Hallelujah. Because he is a faithful God and he will never change. His promises are yea and amen. Hallelujah. So at times, you probably, somebody prophesied over your life. You read a scripture and you are pumped up. Yes, I am blessed. This is going to happen. And then months, weeks go by, months go by, year go by, and it's not happening the way you expect it to happen. Most of the time, or many at times, what causes us not to experience God's blessing or God's answer to our prayers is because we expect it in a certain way. Hallelujah. We expect the blessing to happen at a certain time in a certain way. And God is not constrained to time. God is not constrained to our expectations. Hallelujah. Because he is a dynamic God. Amen? God, does, it's not, it's not, God will not fit in our box of what we think of him or who he is. Hallelujah? 
So at times we have expectations. Somebody goes to school and thinks, okay, once I get this degree, I'm going to Wall Street. Amen. So Wall Street is the goal. Wall Street is where he expects or she expects his blessings to come from. Hallelujah. But maybe Wall Street would not be the proper fit for his soul in the end. So that didn't happen. So he thinks God never answered my prayer. Hallelujah. Are you following me this morning? So let's take another look at an example in the scripture. A guy who trusted God so much that his faith counted him to be righteous in the sight of God. Genesis chapter 12, the verse 1 and 2. And the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great... Let's continue. A great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Hallelujah. So now, this is the difference between the interaction of Abraham and the interaction of Adam and Eve. In the times of Adam and Eve, before men fell, God just gave them the blessing. He wrote them a blind check. Hallelujah. And said, listen, take this blind check, do A, B, C, D. Hallelujah. But after the fall, now God is telling Abraham, listen, this is what I'm going to bless you to do. He didn't say, I bless you to go do this. Are you following me? Before, he just blessed them and said, go and do A, B, C, D. But now God is saying, listen, this is what my, these are my intentions for you. But now, if you do your part by living your comfort zone, these are what I have in stock for you, and I'm going to bless you to do it. Why? Because God wants Abraham to depend on him every step of the way. Are you following me this morning? God wants, so God didn't just write a blank check this time. He said, okay, we are going to do A, B, C, D. I have the check ready. But now, when you take a move, I will do what I have to do. Hallelujah. So God instructed Abraham to do what he has to do, and God reserved the right to bless him along the way. Believers, it is time we start depending on God for every little thing. You know, back in the days when uh, economically we are a little underprivileged, I know we pray for a pair of shoes. When you need a pair of shoes, you pray for it. Hallelujah. When you need a new shirt, you pray for it. But our environment has changed. Our situations have changed. And we have taken so much for granted. But this morning, in order for us to hit maximum impact, we have to reposition ourselves so we can see things differently and approach things differently. Hallelujah. Amen? I, but I guarantee you this morning, somebody spent over 30 minutes in their closet just trying to figure out what to wear. Hallelujah. Just trying to figure out what to wear today. But those days, when you only have two, you are on time for church. Hallelujah. Because there isn't much to go through. Hallelujah. So we need to reposition ourselves to see things so that way we can actually hit the maximum impact God wanted us to make in our environment, in our societies, and in our families. If you agree with me, say it as a resounding Amen. Amen. 
So God told Abraham to move out, go, just go, and, I will, and along the way, I will bless you. So first thing, the first test here is God wanted to test Abraham's trust in him. God hasn't blessed him yet. Nothing has happened yet. But God wanted to see if Abraham is really going to trust him and move out and go along like he asked him to. Hallelujah. Most of us today, we trust our employers than we trust God. Hallelujah. So you show up, HR said, fill out this form, sign here. Okay, you can start work tomorrow and in two weeks we'll pay you. And you believe it. Hallelujah. They didn't show you a check. You don't even know what a check looked like. HR said, just start work. We'll pay you. So even if you don't have money, you go to somebody and say, listen, I need money for gas. I just have this new job. In two weeks, I'll be paid. Hallelujah. You put your faith in that employer that you are going to be paid. But at times, God tells us certain things and because we don't see it, because it's not happening, because it wasn't something dramatic, a prophet didn't show up with a beard to tell you without what God is telling us. Hallelujah. Amen. So just look at the creator of the universe versus your employer. Who should, who should you put your faith into? Hallelujah. So God wanted to test Abraham's resolve and trust him. So he said, listen, I'm going to bless you. I didn't bless you yet, but you have to do this. And Abraham obeyed and moved on. Now, the reason why we need to rely on God every day is when you look at Abraham's life. From when God made him this promise, when God called Abraham and made his promises, he was 75 years old. And for the next 25 years, the man walked with God with his mind focused on these promises until Isaac was born 25 years later. Just think about it. How many of us? How many of us will hold on that long? How many of us can hold on for 25 years for one promise? Hallelujah. Now, this is what God did. So, the core promises God made Abraham when he called him was one, children, two, land, three, Abraham make, uh, making Abraham himself a blessing to others, and finally, making his name great. All this unfolded the way God sees it fit for his own purpose. He became wealthy, no children to inherit the wealth. At some point, Abraham was very wealthy, no children. Hallelujah. He got vast lands. He even offered his nephew Lot. He said, Lot, look here. Choose whichever part you want. That's how much land the guy has. He said, Lot, choose whichever part you want. And whatever part you left me, I'll, I'll, I'll keep. Hallelujah. Still, no children to inherit that land. Folks, just think about how God works at times. So he made this promise, I'm going to bless you. So you can see the blessings were coming incrementally, but not in the order which you and I would have thought would have been logical. Because if I'm going to be wealthy and I'm going to have lands, I need a child to inherit those things. Logically, that should be the order for which those things should be happening. But it didn't happen that way. Because God does things his way. Hallelujah. Not our way or not the way we expect it to happen. And I believe if you and I were to be Abraham that time, we would have been expecting, okay, 
God is going to bless me. He's going to, be, he's going to make me fathers of nations. So first thing is, I should have a child. Amen? And if that child doesn't happen, then God is not a faithful God in our, in our eyes. God has neglected his promise. God is not hearing my prayers. Hallelujah. But Abraham just soldiered on. Abraham just kept going with God. He just kept trusting God because he already started with a trust. God didn't bless him. God told him to do this and I'll bless you. And he started out. Hallelujah. Now, compared to the, the initial in the Garden of Eden, God blessed them and said, go and do things. Hallelujah. But Abraham left to go do things before the blessings. Amen. Most of us are going to face situations today where we need to start doing things and expect God's providence to bless it. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are somebody who is afraid of taking risks, this morning it is my prayer that you take courage and start that business you wanted to start. You take courage and start that school you wanted, that program you wanted to start in school. Do what God has placed on your heart where you think you'll be able to make that maximum impact. Take that step and the blessings of God will follow. Hallelujah. Now, what, what hinges or what opens the door, what activates the blessings of God is faith and trusting God. Now, you say, what is faith? Faith is just trusting God. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't have faith. Yes, you have faith because if you can come to church, look at a pew and sit on it without shaking and making sure it's steady, if it's going to hold your weight, you have faith. Hallelujah. I didn't see anybody coming this morning and shake the chair and make sure, oh, okay, is this going to hold my weight? We all just come and sit down. Hallelujah. That's faith. Amen. Amen. So at times, we need to take steps and just rely on God that he is going to see us through. Amen. So if we want to make maximum impact, relying continuously on the seeking the blessings of God puts us in a position where you have to rely on God. Hallelujah. And that's the reason why the psalmist at one point said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Hallelujah. Now, David didn't say the Lord is my shepherd and I don't, I don't need anything. He said, I shall not want. Hallelujah. Amen. So, now, look at that picture. Sheep don't decide where they want to graze. It's the shepherd that decides where the sheep graze. Hallelujah. Sheep don't decide when to leave the pen and when to come back. It's the shepherd that decides when the sheep leaves and when the sheep, the, the, the sheep come back. Hallelujah. So when you, when you have that utmost reliance on God, God becomes your shepherd and that's why you don't want. Hallelujah. Or that's why you don't lack anything. Hallelujah. Amen. So seeking the blessings of God is almost, in other words, relying on God. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Amen? So at times we will question God's wisdom and give up on all the promises and the blessings for which we left our country in the first place. At times we do it. Hallelujah. God's blessings when proclaimed over our life does not automatically apply to every aspect of our lives and, and endeavors without us living and constantly seeking the faith and the manifestations of God and his blessings. Hallelujah. 
It should be a lifestyle. We, sh- we just don't accept the blessings, put it in our back pocket, and voila, everything starts manifesting. That's not how it works. Hallelujah. So you don't just say, God, I am blessed. Your word says you know the thoughts you have for me. They are thoughts of peace that I might have the perfect end. And you proclaim that, put it in your pocket, and just expect things to happen. Hallelujah. You have to continuously live this as a lifestyle. Amen. Amen. So when the storms come, when things go wrong, when you try it and it fail, you say, God, I know your thoughts for me are thoughts of peace. Hallelujah. And you soldier on. I don't think when God called Abraham and made these promises, everything was just smooth sailing. Everything just fell in place. Every, no. Abraham fought wars. Hallelujah. Abraham had difficulties, but he did not give up on the promises God gave him. Hallelujah. So this morning, we should reposition ourselves where our, we are laser-focused on the promises of God. Amen. And once you are laser-focused on that promise, God starts activating his blessing, which is making sure those checks start clearing. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me this morning? So Abraham walked with God for so long, 25 years before the, some of the, uh, the, the core part, the most important part of the blessing was manifested. Amen? So we'll take two more, two more examples and I'll bring my message to a, uh, an end. So <clears throat> Jacob was a grandson of Abraham directly. This is not far away. This is just right there. So the blessing is home. Hallelujah. The way we say, Sikawufie, the blessing is in a house. Hallelujah. Jacob is a direct grandson of Abraham. So the blessing is there. Hallelujah. And his father also passed on a blessing from, from, on him before he escaped from his brother Esau. So on his way to his uncles in, uh, Laban's, in Lebanon, he fell asleep and had a dream. And then when he woke up, he vowed that God... If you take me and you bless me and bring me back, I will do X, Y, Z. Hallelujah. Now, this is a guy who, I would say, he inherited blessing. Because God told Abraham, I'm going to bless you and your descendants. But he's still seeking the blessings of God for specific instances. Amen. Amen. So, now he's seeking the blessings of God so he can go and come back safely. So he could have taken those blessings that God proclaimed over the family for granted. It's, oh, yeah, me, me, and Shiraba, I've been blessed. My grandfather, God told my grandfather I'm blessed. The descendant, we are all blessed. Hallelujah. But no, he's still sick, the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Amen? So Genesis chapter 32, the verse 25 to 29. We'll read that quickly. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Hallelujah. So on his way back, this guy is very nervous because his brother Esau intended to kill him before he escaped. So he separated his family in groups. So in case it happens, all of us are not perish. Hallelujah. And he was left alone. Alone. And he encountered a man. 
He started wrestling with a man, which scripture said was God. He was wrestling with a man. Wrestling was going on. It's almost daytime. The guy uh, dislocated his hip, and he did not stop. Amen. Sometimes we need to have a dogmatic approach to seeking the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes we need to have the tenacity to keep pushing. Amen. Amen. We need to push aside, you know, where we came from, the notion, oh, media kakra, media intio, oh, kakra, kakra, We need to push that aside and have the tenacity to keep pushing until something happens. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Because at times, the first knock on a door is not going to open that door. Many at times, the first, second, third knock is not going to open that door. You have to keep knocking. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me this morning? We have to keep knocking. So this guy is wrestling. He's wrestling. He's wrestling. And according to scriptures, can you please put it back on? According to scriptures, the man said, let me go. Let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Hallelujah. How many of us have that tenacity, that spirit of when you latch on, you don't let go until God blesses you? This morning it is my prayer that something, the spirit of God stirs that spirit of tenacity in you. The spirit, hallelujah. The spirit that don't let go until you are blessed, hallelujah. Now, I sat back and I thought about this. This is a man whose grandfather is blessed. God told his grandfather, you are going to be blessed. Your descendants are going to be blessed. He's a direct grandson of Abraham. And he's struggling until he is blessed. When is enough enough? Hallelujah. When it comes to things of the spirit, enough is never enough. When it comes to dealing with God, enough is never enough. Because the scripture says, Philippians 4.19 says, for my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. We can quantify God's riches. Is somebody, is somebody, is somebody getting this this morning? We cannot quantify God. And that's the reason why Jacob knows that, you know what? God's blessings has no limit. God's blessings doesn't end. So, you know, even though my grandfather was blessed, even though my father was blessed, I am struggling, I am wrestling until I get mine today. Hallelujah. And what happened? Can you put it back on? So the man asked him, what is your name? Je he answered, Jacob answered. The man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel because you struggle with God and with you struggle with man and God and have overcame. Hallelujah. He struggled to be blessed. Hallelujah. For one particular reason, because he was afraid his brother was going to kill him. The brother is going to wipe away his family. So he was struggling for the blessing so his brother doesn't wipe away his family. Amen. So yes, you might come here, you are blessed. You have a beautiful week. Your week is going to be great. 
and then something comes up. You still have to seek God's blessing for that particular situation. Are you here with me this morning? Amen? Because he was afraid his brother is going to kill him. So he struggled until God changed his name that day. Hallelujah. This morning, whatever your name is, this morning, whatever the circumstances are, it is my prayer. It is my prayer that deep within your spirit, you struggle until God changes that situation. Until God turns that situation around. Until God opens the doors. Hallelujah. That was shut. Seeking. Continuously seeking the presence of God. The, the blessings of God. Hallelujah. The blessings of God. The wealth of God has no limits. So, seeking it, pushing it, enough is never going to be enough. Hallelujah. May God give you the spirit of Jacob this morning. May God change your name this morning. May God expand your territory this morning. Hallelujah. So, Jacob came from blessing, but he wrestled until his name was changed. Hallelujah. So let's look at another example as our time is fast spent. Our next example is a man called Jabez. Hallelujah. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. The name Jabez means pain. Hallelujah. He was born and was given the name pain because his mother said he went through pain to give birth to Jabez. Hallelujah. Like those people... If you understand the tree language very well, those people whose name is called Abebrese. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jabez's name is pain. So his entire life, as you can imagine, is pain. Amen? His entire life is pain. Amen? And his name just tells you <laughs> everything about his life. So one day he called on God for a change. And when Jabez, called, when Jabez prayed, so Jabez cried out to, let's read it. So Jabez cried out to God of Israel. Oh, that you will bless me. Hallelujah. Again, he's seeking the blessing of God. He said that you will bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Hallelujah. Because his actual name is pain. Hallelujah. So Jabez called on God and he wanted to change this circumstance around. He wanted to turn things around. So he was specific in what he was asking God. Jabez didn't just call on God and say, God, please bless me. God, please bless me. Oh, bless me. Please don't, don't pass me by gentle Savior. Hallelujah. He was specific in what he wanted God to bless him for. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, bless me and enlarge my territory. Amen. Keep me from harm. And above all, <laughs> so he'll be free from pain. Hallelujah. Amen. Because his name is pain and his life is pain. Hallelujah. 
Now, you can say, looking at Jabez from childbirth, the guy's name and what kind of life he had, you would have just write him off and said, well, this guy is over for him, you know. But nothing is too hard for our God to do. No situation is too hard for our God to turn around. No circumstances is too hard for the grace of our God to surmount. Hallelujah. Nothing is too hard for God to do. Amen? So a guy like Jabez called on God. Amen? And things started changing. So this morning, let's reposition ourselves like the, uh, our, our yearly, uh, what you call it, slogan said, so we can start seeking the blessings of God, but for specific things in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. So, for instance, if a daughter comes to visit me, and a daughter is living, and I walk him to his car, I'm not just going to tell him, oh, a daughter, thanks for visiting, God bless you. I'm going to tell him, a daughter, God bless you and give you a safe ride home. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm being specific for where I want the blessings to go. Hallelujah. Amen. If somebody comes to visit me and I say, hey, today things are, not, things are not good at all, and they hand me a little envelope, I'm going to proclaim blessings on them, on their finances. I'm not just going to say, generically, God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Because Jabez was specific with God as to what he wanted God to do. Amen. What he wanted that blessing to do. Hallelujah. He said, enlarge my territory. And then finally, he said, so I might be free from pain. Hallelujah. Amen. But now, what I wanted us to take a look at is, so Javis also got an answer to his prayer, according to the scriptures. But his experience when he called on God, was completely different from the experience Abraham had when he encountered God. Jabez's experience was completely different from Jacob's experience. That day, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. But Jabez's name was never changed. He still, God didn't change his name. His name was still Jabez, but he was blessed. And he was free of pain. Hallelujah. So we as believers need to quit doing Adiawaya Mahana, Adiawaya Masera. Yes, he's done it for them. But Afena Dumisu, we are in line. Hallelujah. We need to change that mindset. Hallelujah. Amen. Because sometimes when you pray, and I'm expecting what God did for a thing to do for me, I might be disappointed. Because scripture says in the book of Galatians, he said we should all focus on the race set before us. Are you here with me this morning? So I shouldn't be looking at the race set before you or the race set before you. Scripture says we should be focused on the race set before individuals, us. Amen. So when you get on your knees and you are seeking the blessings of God and you are saying, why am I Sarah? I think you are a little bit off. Hallelujah. Because Sarah's days were, <laughs> hallelujah, Sarah's days were gone. Hallelujah. Are you, are you following me this morning? I think I'll do me so. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we should focus. So Jabez said, God of Israel. But now, our days are different. We are in a better days today because when you get up 
And you say, oh, God of Israel, ancient of days. It sounds too far away. Hallelujah. Amen? It sounds too far away. We need to relate to God who he is to us. Amen? Are you here with me this morning? Romans chapter 8, verse, the verse 15 and 16. Romans chapter 8, verse 15 and 6 to 16. He said, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship that by him we cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are in a better position. Hallelujah. Amen. We walk in as children. Amen. Abraham, listen, God declared Abraham a righteous man because of his faith, but the most, the closest Abraham came to us, God called him my friend. Hallelujah. He was God's friend. And today you are God's child. Hallelujah. The closest, God said Abraham is a righteous man, but the closest God related to him was my friend. Hallelujah. Brethren, if I have a bowl of rice in my house and that's all I have and I have children in my house and my friend came to the house. Who am I feeding? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you, 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 folks, you got it better. You know, you are in better position than Jabez, Abraham or Jacob. Hallelujah. Because you, scripture says, you've been adopted to be a child so you can cry, Abba, Father. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Now, we can only cry Abba Father if we know what we want. Amen. Because the most powerful human beings in the world, no matter how powerful they are, when they go home to their children, they are just dad or mom. Hallelujah. You can be a CEO of Coca-Cola or a CEO of G. When you go home, you are just mom or dad. That CEO doesn't apply over there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So at times when we see God as this distant, ancient of days, God of Abraham, God of Jacob, it makes how we relate to him or how we actually, how, how our faith works a little dumping. Hallelujah. But if you see God as your father, amen, then your way of relating to him when it comes to you seeking his blessings will be completely different. Amen? And this morning, I just want you to start seeing God as the father he is to you. Hallelujah. And again, his blessings and wealth is unsearchable and unending. Hallelujah. Amen? So today, I want you to live here knowing that you have a father who never fails. Hallelujah. Now, fatherhood. Jesus gave a parable that embodies fatherhood the way God sees it. Amen? 
And that we'll see that in Matthew chapter 7, the verse 9 to 11. Matthew 7, verse 9 to 11. And it tells you how God sees fatherhood. And God completely encapsulated fatherhood into giving. Amen? God sees fatherhood, the responsibility of a father to be a giver. Amen? He said, which of you, if your sons ask for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? <laughs> and then Jesus continues, if you then, though you are evil, hallelujah, <laughs> amen, we, <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> Jesus just calls it as it is, <laughs> amen, <laughs> is that even you then, you, you wicked people, you evil people, right, if you then, evil people, know how to give good gifts to your children, continue, let's go to the next, next, next verse. No. Okay, if you people who, evil people like you people, if you know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your father in heaven <laughs> wouldn't give good gifts to those who ask him? Hallelujah. Amen. So when things get tough, when things you feel like things are completely given away, which we all do at times, the business has collapsed. Things are now working. And you want to approach God for his blessings. You approach him not the God of, not like the God of Abraham, not the God of Jacob, but you approach him like the God who is your father. Hallelujah. Amen. You approach him like the God who is your father. Are you with me this morning? So we don't approach him like some distant God. We approach him like the God who is our father. Amen? So, if God is our father and we see him as our father, then we know we can approach God as our father and not a distant entity, someone we have a relationship with, and he's also someone we can trust and rely on regardless of where we find ourselves on the journey of life. He meets, uh, he, he meets us at our points of needs all the time. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you why. The prodigal son. I'll give you another example. The prodigal son and his father. Hallelujah. When the prodigal son took, we know that story, took all the money from his father, went and squandered it. What we noticed, according to that scripture was, when he was coming back home, the father didn't wait till he gets home. The father met him outside. Hallelujah. Amen. So no matter where you are today on the journey of life, no matter how upside down things are today, I am reminding you and I'm encouraging you that when you approach God as a father, he will meet you at the point of your need in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will meet you at the point of your need. Amen? Because the prodigal son, after all that he did, the father wasn't waiting in the house. The father met him outside and brought him home. Hallelujah. And then when he came home, that's the blessing part. The servants know where the shoes are, the slippers are, the food is. They know where everything is. But the father gave his blessing saying, give him these things. Hallelujah. 
so things, according to the scripture, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Hallelujah. The blessings are there. The checks are written. They just have to be cashed. Hallelujah. They just have to be cleared. Hallelujah. And when you get on your knee, when you approach it properly, you start, you begin to cash those checks. But now, don't expect those checks to cash. Don't expect God's blessings to manifest based on your imaginations or your concept of what a miracle is. Hallelujah. Amen? Because God does things differently at different times. Amen? I had a story uh, Dr. Utabel told once. He said when he started preaching, he, after service, a lady told him he, he, they have a family member who is suffering from mental illness. So they wanted a pastor to come and pray for him, so he went. He said when he got there, the whole family got there to see him pray. And he said the spirit just told him to talk to the spirit. So he looked at the man. He didn't even put his hands on He said, you mental illness, whatever spirit is behind you, I command you to leave him. You get well and walk out. And he says he was walking out. The lady falls. That's it? Is that it? <laughs> Everybody was shocked. That's it? Because we, as people, expect things to be dramatic. We expect foot stomping. We expect clapping. But all that didn't have because he followed what his spirit told him to do. And he said months later, he went to a bank to go preach, and the guy was there in suit and tie. So he looked at the guy and said, I know you from somewhere. He asked the guy, he said, yeah, I'm, um, I'm such and such pastor. He said, oh, yeah, I heard you came and prayed for me. And the guy could, he said the guy almost picked him off the ground. Hallelujah. So at times, we shouldn't pre, what do you call it, uh, uh, expect what God should do and how he should do it. Amen? Blessings, before I bring my message to an end, don't necessarily or always come in the form of material things, money, or the things we think are only blessings. Hallelujah. Because there are people who have those material things but can't even sleep at night. Are you with me this morning? So when we ask God for blessings, when we ask God for certain things, we shouldn't expect, it, we shouldn't expect him to do it the way we want him to do it. Amen? This morning, may God bless you. May God watch over his word to perform in your life. May God open your eyes to see his vast wealth. May God cause you to experience his compassion. Let's all be on our feet. Forever.